This is Anime Out of Context, a comedy review podcast hosted by a weeb of the highest order alongside a cynical man who knows nothing about anime. Our show features spoilers, explicit language, and poor fact-checking. Neither of our hosts are experts on any topic and none of their opinions should be taken as fact. Thank you for listening, and enjoy. Hello and welcome to Anime Out of Context, the show where I attempt to explain the sometimes weird, sometimes wonderful, but always hilarious world of anime. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just going through an existential crisis right now. <laughs> God <laughs> damn it, Remington. Ah, that was a stupid one and you got me with it. How could you? It, 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 was, it was the pregnant pause. I'm Remington Chase. I'm Sean Rollins. Uh, great, great. Now that we have that awkward start to our uh, <laughs> our conversation, our podcast, that people listen to to have a good, like, natured ribbing to laugh at. The, the solution, uh, the solution, Sean, is just to, as long as you chose an anime that isn't very popular so that this episode isn't their first impression of us, then we should be fine. If this is the first uh, episode you're listening to us, not a great start. <laughs> No. <laughs> Might I recommend one of the ones with a trashier anime? Those seem to be pretty popular from what I can tell. Uh, because, it's, it's always oops. the trashiest ones that, that people have the most fun with. Yeah. Uh, so that being said, uh, speaking of trash, Ram, we've done nothing but do like a combination of trashy and depressing things for the past month and a half. Yeah, I, I'm aware. I am very aware of this fact, Sean. Yeah, and last week I was planning on breaking the cycle because I thought, man, we've been really down in the dumps lately. I mean, I, I should really try and lighten things up a bit with a nice, good, cheery, happy thing. I should try and, you know, turn this into a uh, comedy podcast where people don't want to kill themselves by the end of it. <laughs> I mean, theoretically, Sean, uh, I mean, sure, I interrupted your plans last week, but you, you've already prepared for that. Now you can just fill it in this week. Now we can get our wholesome fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was the plan. And uh, let me tell you, Rem, uh, planning to do a happy, cheerful, wholesome podcast after watching Bojack fucking horseman <laughs> is a bit rough. <laughs> It's yeah. a bit rough. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Like I've still, I've still got Horseman Whiplash. That it is, you know, that's fair. It sticks with you, man. Uh, but that being said, I, I did have to alter things a bit because I had to go a step more wholesome this time around. Just because if I didn't, I don't know if I would ever crawl out of this pit of despair I'm in. Uh, <laughs> All right. Well, you know, I, I love me some, some wholesome goodness. I think it'll be a, a nice change. With the asterisk, if I do end up disliking it, then I'm a monster. Yeah, I mean that. It, it's a possibility, Rem. Like, I, I wouldn't put it past you. You've uh, bashed on things like this before in the past. But I will say, I did try. I tried to do something nice. I tried to give you a bit of a treat. I'm just curious to see how how you uh, feel about it. Uh, because, oh. Remington, today we're going to be visiting one of our old friends. Oh? Is this another revisit? Yes. Are we just... <laughs> That's right. We're so hacky that all we can do is revisits these days. Oh, my God. Uh, we're trapped. <laughs> <laughs> we're like the fucking ninth season of scrubs we're done that's oh, it fuck. game over man oh no uh but no rem i'm not talking about one of our old friends a show we've seen i'm talking about one of our old friends in terms of creators because we're gonna go say hello to an old mr gibbles oh gibbles all right all right gibbles good the the the, the big gib as, as i like to call yeah. him <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, Gibby Supreme, if you will. So, uh, so, so what's the the big Gib uh, have for us this time? We, we've covered a few of uh, a few movies in the past. We did uh, most recently there was Totoro, uh, which yep. was slightly less wholesome than anticipated because of my propensity to curse. Uh, th- we we've done yeah, no, like you cursed so much in that episode <laughs> that one got past the censor. So anybody who was listening who was sensitive of 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 <laughs> culture of mind or my mother uh, would have heard that that major fuck you dropped and been like oh, profanity I can't handle this kind of profanity in this explicit podcast I must report them immediately Sean uh, which I, is I, what my mother told me <laughs> Sean I got no fucks to give which means that I have all the fucks to drop all right but but we also saw uh, Kiki's delivery service we of course saw Spirited Away. Uh, we also, yep. uh, for, for those who don't know, we, we did totally not Ghibli, uh, in collaboration yes. with, uh, Blake and Spencer get jumped over on their podcast. Uh, it's definitely not Ghibli, uh, but it's relevant. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe we'll, uh, cover that, uh, one on our show just so you can actually see the movie that, uh, we described to you nah, and you'll man. be able to see how not Ghibli it is. It, it won't live up to, to my imagination of it now. Uh, but nonetheless, trust me, it won't. <laughs> But nonetheless, uh, we're not here to talk about fascist Hogwarts. We're here to jump in to the Big Gib. What's the Big Gib got for us this week, Sean? Well, uh, in my research, uh, I thought to myself, what would be a good counterbalance to all of the sex and depression of uh, the last couple weeks? Uh, And I thought to myself, well, one of Ghibli's films that could never be sexualized, and if it is, you're going straight to jail. Uh, Today, Remington, we're going to be talking about Gake no Ue no Ponyo, or in American, Ponyo. Okay, that's okay. Here's what I know about Ponyo, Sean. It it's like yep. a fish. It's a fish person or something. Well, that's racist. <laughs> I know. That's the entirety I mean, of my knowledge. There's more to the character than just fish person. There's <laughs> also I'm... ham. What? <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but no, Remington, you're actually not too far off. Uh, Ponyo uh, came out uh, in 2008, actually, so a little while ago, uh, and it is essentially a almost a Little Mermaid style story, uh, right. but not quite. It's like it's like if you wanted to do Little Mermaid, but if uh, with a lot more anime and a lot more cuteness and a lot less uh, fish fucking. Uh, <laughs> And a lot less trauma in regards to my past, but uh, uh, it is a very cute show uh, that has probably one of the most mixed uh, fan bases I can uh, I can imagine for a Ghibli film. Okay, okay. Uh, uh, not because it's like god awful or anything, or it's because it's amazing and fantastic and wonderful. Because there is a clear divide of people who like uh, who watch Ponyo, and it goes straight from it was okay to you know what that was pretty cute <laughs> i i, I very, do like cute yeah it was a very it's a very lukewarm spectrum of people who enjoy ponyo <laughs> uh all right oh uh, here here's my yeah. concern sean uh through yeah. the other big yib productions that we have seen um i i figured out that in my opinion i love the humanity of of their movies but i hate they i in my opinion they suck ass at plot they are just so bad at actual plot uh and it's like they're masterpieces when they don't try to do plot but when they do try to do plot it becomes a clusterfuck real real fast 
So ah, so we are going to get into controversy first and foremost. <laughs> I see. So uh, I suppose my question is, uh, on the scale of like, I guess, slice of life to he- heavy plot, where would you put Ponyo? Uh, I would put it more on the slice of life side. Uh, but definitely there are some plot elements because you know it's not every day a uh a goldfish sneaks away from uh home and gets stuck in a glass jar to hang out uh with a five year old boy. Wait a minute, are we just are we just watching anime Nemo? Is that all we're watching right now? It's like if if Finding Nemo and Little Mermaid had a child. Oh that no. That is probably the best way I could describe <laughs> it, which is horrifying considering the fact that you don't want to think about either of those movies and uh procreation uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right well here we all are uh you, you you've you've placed this here sean so other than uh kids movies having sex with one another what what exactly so so panyo he they're goldfish they get trapped in a five-year-old's cup i don't okay yeah sure <laughs> Gotcha. Uh, she, 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 excuse she. you, she. Uh, so yeah, no. Uh, the plot of Ponyo is pretty straightforward. Uh, Ponyo is a little tiny uh magical goldfish. Uh, sneaks away from the from her home. Gets stuck in a jar. Drifts to the shore, freed by a curious uh fellow by the name of Sosuke. And uh, she does a little bit of magic by healing a cut on his finger, and they become friends. Okay, so this is in the long line of of magic fish story. Yes. So many magic fish stories. In fact, Rem, could you name some of those fi- your favorite magic fish stories for me real quick? I'm, I mean, I feel like they, like, just from, like, a lot of mythology and folk tales, it generally goes, uh, like, all right, you got a guy, he's fishing, right? Usually poor. Mm-hmm. Usually poor is the framework. Uh, he gets a big old fish. It's just a fucking honker of a fish, right? Uh, and then it, it, it essentially depends, is the man greedy, uh, or is his wife greedy? Uh, because either he starts asking for wishes from the fish blah 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 he goes back gets more wishes from the fish to improve his life becomes wealthy or he's given a gift from a fish uh like a popular one is that he gets a thing that can duplicate whatever's put in it or whatever uh but he he essentially gets everything he's ever wanted for from this fish either because of his own greed or the greed of his goddamn wife if it's his own greed then it will all be taken away from him as he uh as he essentially exploits this fish uh because really it's just a metaphor for capitalism but then uh then if it's if it's his wife then uh he will be able to keep all of the stuff but his wife will lose everything somehow uh that that, that's the most common framework of magical fish story that i'm familiar with uh except in this case uh the man is a five-year-old child yes exactly (laughs) (laughs) uh but it's more along the lines of the general plot of it is as i've described uh magical fish wants to become human there's your little mermaid uh rejecting her family in the sea uh and the family in the sea wants her back and that's kind of where the plot is okay uh, and then I'm... you just got some fun little slice of life stuff in the middle and then the plot stuff that builds up near the end all right i'm gonna go off on a tangent sean you know you know a, a great memory i have a great childhood memory that is fish related uh no i don't what is your childhood fish memory rem do you 
you do you, were you familiar when you were young uh of of the book the rainbow fish that children's book it was a sparkly fish oh, gave yeah. all of his gave all of his shiny fins away super charitable uh it went yeah, from yeah, being yeah, like yeah. glam as fuck to to uh making everybody happy right yeah i remember uh you know sometimes sean sometimes i feel like on on this podcast i i feel like that fish sean except instead of giving out my my rainbow shells i'm just i just have them plucked from me week from week until i lose all vibrance and sense of self uh until i i'm just dull fli- dull fish flopping around aimlessly hoping to return to home but never truly getting there and i know that i'm i'm aware of that uh but you know hey at least we're doing big give this week <laughs> damn it ram i wanted a wholesome episode <laughs> I wanted a good, happy, wholesome episode, and you had to bring fucking fish mutilation into this? The fuck, man? Uh, side note, uh, I just want to comment that the author of that book is called, uh, Marcus Fister. Uh, and so I'm so sorry, God. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that, uh, uh I mean, he, he has a P in front of it, but I can't imagine you pronounce the P. <laughs> you don't like, think it's it, Pfister? Yeah, or, God forbid, P-Fister, because that... That is the darkest timeline. Hello, and nice to God meet you. I am Marcus our... P. Fister. Would you like <laughs> me you to read my me... book for your children? And if you hang out with me too long, uh, you're in trouble. Oh my God! I I'm all right. This is also tangential, uh, and I'm sure like oh, yeah, we, we want to wrap we up. We get more tangential than before. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure we want right. to like wrap Go up. On. Part one, get to watching and then uh, review it. Blah blah blah. But uh, um, I I haven't pulled up right on on Google, and I, there's just a handful of reviews. People are dragging this book. What the fuck? Really? <laughs> what did What did Marcus P. Fister do to these people? I don't know. People are like, this book creeps me out. This fish giving up pieces of himself just to be liked. Uh, oh my God. This is so good. This is really good. Oh, okay. I have, I have a review <laughs> I need to read. This, I, we'll get to Ponyo. I promise, listeners, we will get to Ponyo. <laughs> this is important. Uh, so this, this, this is so important that we're losing the momentum of the point of the show that we're going to be talking about the reviews of the rainbow fish by Marcus P. Fister <laughs> or Marcus Fister or Marcus P. Fister. So, uh, th- th- this review, uh, one star, this is from Shawnee. Shawnee says, teaches socialism. No one likes you if you're prettier. You have to take your own scales and give them away in order to have others who didn't have them or work for them to be your friend. Uh, if you don't work, you don't get to eat. Shani, who hurt you? <laughs> Wait, and my favorite part, uh, seven people found that review helpful. So <laughs> seven people really appreciated the warning. I, I, I was start I, a new I, podcast <laughs> where we just review, where we just talk about like children's books and the reviews people give them. Because I would listen to that. Uh, my, my favorite part is like, you know, I wasn't familiar that when the rainbow fish was giving away scales that it was actually through government coercion. I was unfamiliar <laughs> with that chapter. I must have missed it. I don't know. 
Uh, uh, who, but, who knew that the Rainbow Fish uh, was a heavy Marxist? I never would have guessed that. That, that. It's the subtle things that the author just leaves uh, hints for that makes a book really good, I feel. Uh, and, and for everyone's knowledge, I did Google just now communist children's books. Oh, yeah, there's a fuck ton. There's so many. Oh, of <laughs> there's course so there many. is, Ram. But, but, you it's know. It's propaganda. That's how it works. <laughs> but if, if you want something more tame, you just settle for the Rainbow Fish, apparently. Yeah, no, I mean, hey, it's got much more subtle allegories apparently it, there are sequels by the way rem oh i don't that's weird that's weird yeah no you got the rainbow fish then the rainbow fish of the rescue the rainbow uh fish in spanish the rainbow fish and the big blue whale what uh, the fuck the rainbow fish floor puzzle book i assume that's just a puzzle book uh, uh then there's peng there's penguin apparently <laughs> which is not a rainbow fish book i don't know how that deviates from the canon but apparently that is a thing fuck penguin pete but i have a question sean um so now yes. now we know the politics of rainbow fish uh which political party would you put Ponyo in, out of curiosity? Oh, let's see. Let's see. Uh, ah, it's pretty liberal. It's got to be, surely. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, because, I mean, it's all about liberating the fish, so I feel like that's that's pretty liberal. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know. Political party for Ponyo? Uh, it's a little communistic, I think. I think it's just a little <laughs> bit a little, little bit of communist. Just so, a little bit of flavor of communist. <laughs> all right, so all fish are communists. That's what we've learned today. All right, there, there we go. That's <laughs> Hey, 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 so... Socialism and communism are two very different Oh, I'm sorry. Rainbow Fish is socialist. Ponyo is full-blown communist. <laughs> <laughs> and we will explore our communistic themes in the hit Ghibli film Ponyo when we come back. So, that being said, Rem, let's go watch some fucking Ponyo. Jesus Christ. Ponyo, 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 Ladies and gentlemen, we are back after consuming the entirety of Ponyo, the 2008 Ghibli film, and Remington, how you feeling, man? It's a it's a, a touch lighter than the past couple weeks, I feel. Yeah, well, much much, much lighter. Uh, we we definitely aren't <laughs> delving into like deep existential shit or or some emotional mm. problems galore. We're, we're not doing that this week. This is just uh, a very happy fish show. So it's yeah. Much, much lighter. Yeah. And before we begin, Rem, I have a very, very important question that we need to we need to dissect. Uh, that's the question on everybody's mind after they see this movie for the first time. Yep. Uh, Remington. Yep. How do you feel about ham? <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm a fan of ham. I, I support it. Yeah? I support yeah. the ham given to all communist fish around. Uh... <laughs> Fuck, I forgot we, got, we uh, made that allegory in part one. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, for, for, sometimes our, our listeners forget that like we we don't like immediately watch it and immediately record right there there's there's some time a variable amount of time before between watching and recording uh so sometimes we can't even remember what we did in part one but communist fish that shit's unforgettable <laughs> the new regime will be led with ham <laughs> Well, let, let, let's talk about our, our aquatic comrade, shall we? Yes. Uh, so we, we open up the movie with a an absolutely beautiful aquatic intro, exquisitely detailed, just a bunch of different sea creatures. We pan to a, a submarine with a, a big sort of magical bubble around part of it. And inside that bubble is... It's uh, the Johnny Depp Mad Hatter. It's... It's just this, it's like this, this very gaunt alchemist wizard man. <laughs> 
I don't. <laughs> if I'll, I'll be honest, if you've not seen Ponyo and you're already confused, that won't change for the entirety of my description. You will just get more confused as things go on. Yeah, the thing about Ghibli films are, are uh, you, you gotta watch them. Even if you don't know if you're gonna like it or not, you gotta watch them. That's just kind of the way it goes. So we, we get introduced to Ponyo, who's the biggest, I guess, goldfish out of all of the goldfish there. And uh, Ponyo sneaks away from the submarine, uh, goes with some jellyfish, tucks herself in a small jellyfish as a blanket, just goes mm-hmm. to the surface, uh, and then gets trapped by a trash collection boat inside of a jar, where she then washes yep. up, washes ashore. Uh, but fortunately, uh, as you mentioned in part one, a young little boy uh, named Sosuke. Is that it? Yep, Sosuke. Hey, fucking nailed it. Uh, he shows up. Uh, so he tries initially, like tugging Panyo out, right? Which is reasonable. But then he decides to do something that is like way riskier. He just grabs a big rock and he smashes <laughs> the the glass jar with it. And it's like that works out. If that frees Ponyo, but holy shit, that And then could've... the credits roll <laughs> <laughs> as she bleeds out oh, in the water. <laughs> I'm I'm a monster. From... That that would have been a, an amazingly shocking moment from from the big gib if I'm being honest. It would have blown me away. Uh cuz you're just like, "Oh, a little yeah. cute creature." And then if it was just like, uh if it just Yeah, Ghibli films when they do darkness, they don't usually do uh hey, guess what? Uh, the the main character you thought that this movie was about is actually dead now. Congratulations. You just watched it get horribly murdered by an ignorant five-year-old. Uh, <laughs> I would watch that movie. Don't get me wrong. But I feel like it would change the entire tone of everything Studio Ghibli has done up to now. Yeah, it, it, ain't, it ain't in the nature of, of the Big Gib Productions to do that. Uh, so then we see the alchemist dude. Uh, he apparently, he can control water itself, sort of water beasts. I don't know how to describe it. It's think think Moana, but more malicious is sort of where we're going there. Um, yeah, that's fair. But he, he can't get Ponyo back. So Sasuke, he's like, I'm just going to take it to school. It'll be fine. Uh, this is where Ponyo learns that she loves ham because Sasuke, he's getting a ride from his mom. They have sandwiches and he feeds Ponyo some ham and Ponyo fucking loves the ham. I'm sorry. Don't you mean ham? <laughs> yeah. Dylan, if you could just dub in some hams. Ham. Right here, that'd be great. Uh, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, just the the way Ponyo says ham, it's just, mm, ooh. I want ham! It's sublime. <laughs> so, uh, then at one point, uh, Sosuke is like hiding Ponyo from the teacher and the other students. He then goes visit the senior center right next to the school, uh, cause he's trying to hide Ponyo. Uh, and the, the grandmas are all very friendly towards Sosuke because apparently, uh, Sosuke's mom, Lisa, she works at the senior center. Uh, so they're all like, oh, that's such a cute fish. Except for one, which is like, it has a fucking face. Get that shit away from me. <laughs> which, yeah. No, fair, <laughs> relatable, mm-hmm. and, and, and that that one, the grouchy one, is like, bitch, this thing is gonna cause a tsunami, and like, yeah, it does. So she was right. <laughs> 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 she very correct, very astute. 
uh, from Grouchy Granny. Oh, yeah. One thing you'll have to realize about Ghibli films, lad, is that a lot of them uh, touch on the topic of man versus nature and nature versus man. Uh, this is the first one of the one. Uh, Totoro is kind of our first, like, little toe dip into that. And Ponyo definitely uh, also likes to, you know, just kind of stick its finger in the whole, uh, hey, guess what, people? You almost caused a natural disaster type of thing. <laughs> yeah, even though it, it's interesting, because in this case, like, well, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Because, uh, yes. we're I mean, we're almost there. So... Uh, Ponyo starts talking to Sosuke, uh, talking about, like, Ponyo loves Sosuke, cool. Uh, but then the water beast steals Ponyo away, uh, and, and captures Ponyo away from Sosuke. And now the alchemist has Ponyo once again. Uh, Sosuke, he, he goes home, right? Uh, he, he's worried about, uh, he, he's worried about Ponyo and hopes that she's gonna be okay. Uh, meanwhile, they all, then they get a call from the father figure, right? Koichi, uh, uh, and he he's he's a sailor, Sean. He's a, he's a good good old sailor. Uh, but he won't be able oh, to yeah. be home that night because uh, I think it was like the waters were too difficult or something like that. I can't remember. You know, a, a good proper sailor reason. Uh, yeah. Uh, and and Lisa, the mom, she is pissed about that. She is she's fucking livid. Uh, Lisa is is less of like a super mature adult. And more, she, she, you know, a weird comparison and recency bias does play a part, but Hina, yeah, Lisa has some Hina energy where it's like, yeah, she's, she's Oof. an adult, but like in a lot of ways, she just isn't, uh, she's, she's not a wildly mature adult. Well, if, for some perspective, she's only 25. Uh, yeah, uh, that's reasonable. Uh, she's still pretty immature as are like most characters in this show. Um, this show uh -oh. it's. We'll, we'll get more into the characters later, but oh, it, it's there's some weird choices. There's some weird choices. Uh, but there's some back and forth between the father and the mom and uh and Sosuke uh using Morse code and lights, right? Because the storm is picking up. Mm -hmm. It's getting intense, Sean. Uh, then we we yeah. cut we, we cut back to to Ponyo. Ponyo now is in an evil aquatic layer. It's like just. I think the lair is like a big old coral thing going on. I don't really know. Uh, it's our first introduction to the evil lair. But the alchemist is like sort of trying to rehabilitate Ponyo. Ponyo, she, she's she gone out. She's gotten tainted by the outside, by the, by the dirty, dirty world. Uh, and trash is not even like a major theme, but like a, a minor theme, I guess. Like dirtying nature. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, by the way, the alchemist's name is uh, Fujimoto, by the way. Good old Fujimoto. So uh, Fuji Apple over here. He... And is also, also, also Ponyo's papa. Yeah, Ponyo's papa which they don't really explain at any point. Uh, I mean, well, Remington, when a mommy fish and a daddy fish. No, but here's the thing. For, here's the thing. First, Fuji ain't a fish. The mother, which is the goddess of the ocean, did this crazy gaunt alchemist, did he fuck the ocean goddess? And then she gave birth to a bunch? How does that work? How? Well, Remington... <laughs> Remington, I had to deal with questions of BoJack Horseman reproduction <laughs> last week. So I feel like the idea of one strange magical fish man uh, getting down and dirty with a goddess of the sea isn't so far-fetched. Did, did, did he just, like, wank off that's deck? That's <laughs> Did he just wank off deck and then, like, his sperm went through the ocean and bada-bing, bada-boom, fish. Like, I don't... Uh, I don't get it. I don't know. Fucking things. salmon. Jesus Christ. I don't know, man. No. Uh, I, it, look, look. Love works in mysterious ways, and when you love a fish goddess, you just sometimes you just gotta make some sacrifices and you gotta <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, it, it, Look, it's I'm weird. just saying it's that weird. if you had the opportunity to get down with a fish goddess <laughs> or fish god, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hanker on either preference there. Uh, I usually feel like that's something that you got to try at least once, provided <laughs> it's not like a Zeus god, because then that's just concerning. <laughs> oh man. Uh, so at this point, uh, because Ponyo earlier in the movie, uh, Sosuke had a cut on his finger. Ponyo sucked the blood from it and made it better. Uh, but now she has tasted human flesh. Uh, which Ponyo, as it turns out, is actually the fish equivalent of Kirby. Uh, she, she's gotten a, a little bit of human flesh in her. So now she can turn into a human. Uh, yeah. Yup. So she just pops out some chicken legs and I was going to say chicken hands, but it's chicken leg hands. Uh, like, imagine if a, if a six-year-old drew chicken legs, but then also gave the ch chicken arms that were just the chicken legs again. That's what we're dealing with. It's real weird. It's, I don't like it. It's, it's uncanny as fuck. She's then like, all right, teeth, and boom, she has, like, sort of teeth. And she's mildly creepy. I don't like it. I don't like half-human, Ponyo. Th thumbs down on that. It's weird. It's weird, and I don't get it. Uh, uh, just, a, just a little side thing. Also, you forgot that Ponyo has a bunch of siblings, so it's very possible that uh, Fujimoto got down and dirty with Fish Goddess more than once. So. <laughs> it, it's true. There are many of them. Uh, Ponyo yes. is the only big one. Every other one is super small. Yes. Uh, so then uh, Fu Fuji, our boy Fuji, he, he takes care of Ponyo, puts Ponyo back in the aquarium, I guess. And uh, he checks the crab shields, which are the water windows of the evil lair. Then he realizes they're low on magic. So he goes to put some li magic liquid in a cauldron that's really just a well inside of the lair. And then he drinks some of it and he's ready to go. Does that I mean, make yeah, sense? Yeah, it's hard living under waterfall. <laughs> Yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta drink a bit of potion here and there so you can keep uh, going down, down there. I mean, <laughs> so, it's, it's some of our listeners might think that I'm leaving out some crucial details or leaving out some explanations for things. I'm really not. <laughs> <laughs> this is just how it's presented. It's just boom, boom, boom. Here we go. This is happening. Uh, yeah. So uh, during this time, all of Ponyo's siblings, they come around the bubble she is trapped in and s suck her out. <laughs> Remington. Remington, this is a kids movie what the fuck are you saying do you want us to get a, in trouble do you want chris hansen to come knocking down our door or more specifically your door because i ain't i ain't touching that i you might want to you might want to rephrase things a little bit there buddy boy all of her siblings come and suck on her bubble and <laughs> mm, 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 mm. want to take that one again want to want to go for a third time Oh, a bit God. a bit less crude, please. A bit less blue. A bit less ocean blue. Let's get it a bit more, you know, PG. <laughs> or I believe this film was actually rated G, but I, I honestly can't remember off the top of my head, but I'm pretty sure it was. Uh, okay, so it, I, it, they pull an elaborate heist 
to free Ponyo from the confines of her bubble prison. Uh, yeah, okay, that works. Yeah, that sure, works. why not? You know, leaves things to the imagination. I, I'm I'm picturing uh, oceans, oceans. <laughs> yeah. So Ponyo, Ponyo feeling good, frees herself from the aquarium, uh, then breaks the crab shields. Uh, water floods into the lair. Everything's fucked. She finds her way into the magic vault with the magic well and the magic juices. And mm -hmm. she uses those powers to fully become a proper little girl. Uh, you might have thought that it would have taken longer in the movie because we're only about like 40 minutes in at this point. No, she is now a little girl. It's a pretty short movie, all things considered. I mean, it's an hour 40. That's pretty average length. Oh, that's fair. Uh, I mean, maybe slightly shorter for a Ghibli, which is like around two hours, but, uh, but it, it's pretty average movie length. So, uh... She frees herself as Fuji is away uh, and everyone else. And then she's a little girl. All of her siblings turn into gigantic water fish. Like they start out the size of like your thumb. They turn into fish the size of of cars. So they become water fish that Ponyo is running on top of. And they start as- As opposed to land fish? Well, no, like they're made of water. <laughs> They are liquid fish. They are. But if you think about it, Rem, aren't we all made of water? I mean, plus other things. The, this is just water plus magic. So very simple ingredient okay. list. Uh, and, and so, yeah. So Tsunami starts. So Grouchy Granny was totally fucking correct about that. Uh, meanwhile, we, Sosuke, he's just getting out of school, right? Just getting out of class. Yep. Uh, rain is really picking up. Things are going crazy. Sosuke's the last one out. And the teacher's like, oh, do you, are you, do you want to wait for your mom? And Sosuke's like, nah, I'll just take a shortcut. And so the teacher is a terrible teacher because with an impending tsunami just allows this young child uns supervised to go to the senior center. And I understand senior center, not that far away. That being said, what the fuck? Don't do that. Walk the kid then, if it's not far away. There's a tsunami going on. The kid is almost blown away at multiple points due to the high winds, all right? Like, terrible teaching. Terrible teaching. Um. Well, I feel like you're being a little hypercritical here, <sighs> Remington. He's a very self-sufficient five-year-old. Uh, I mean, fortunately, but I think it's less that like, wow, he's such a capable, five-year-old and more so that all of the adults on here have no concern for anything at all uh there's gonna be some catastrophe in this movie no one gives a shit no one cares at all so it's okay he, he goes on to uh to his mom uh they they end up driving home uh but it's it's difficult um at one point they have to cross uh a waterway that like ships would would go through and be taken in on right um but they're like yo it's like flooding right now don't and so she waits for like a brief pause in the torrential waters and she's like yeah all right i'm gonna do it now which is the equivalent of of like you've you're getting to a railroad right and it starts bing bonging bing bong bing bong bing bong and the rail is going down and you're like ah fuck it i got places to be and you just go through as you can see the train coming and once again like sure it works out but jesus fucking christ 
That's, and already we've we, it's been shown that Lisa the mom is terrifying as a driver. She like there's there's these very thin winding roads on the edge of cliffs, and she is going buck wild earlier. So this is not surprising, but it's horribly irresponsible. Uh, it's just you know what you sound like right now, Ren. <laughs> what you sound like those moms, like those Christian moms that get really <laughs> upset when the slightest thing is wrong with a children's movie. It's like how dare they show magic in this movie they don't they know that magic is real and my baby should not under have to deal with the fact that magic is not real in this movie like fuck <laughs> That's that's what it, that's what you sound like to me right hey, I'm, now. Hey, I'm I'm not, I'm not here. I'm not here trying to say, oh wow, what a, what an immoral piece of media. I am simply saying that the mother in this media is far from a role model. Like to to make a counter, right? Uh, Sean, you, you know Lilo and Stitch, right? Uh, yes. So Lilo and Stitch. Uh, we, we have uh oh uh Nani Nani uh the the sister yep. right the caretaker uh super super responsible super capable uh trying to figure out how to make shit work uh Lisa is the anti-nani where like <laughs> for all intents and purposes in this movie she's basically a single mom there's there's a father figure but he only shows up at the beginning and end uh but she's not being a sailor you can't blame him for that but lisa's horribly irresponsible at every turn and shows no concern at any point for her child it's 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 a little bit ridiculous uh but hey whatever she she gets home nice and safe so everything's fine uh on their way home well what do you know uh sosuke's like oh my god a little girl got caught by the waves and lisa stops the car and is like what the fuck uh so she looks and sosuke's like yeah she was walking on fish uh, which at this point I'd be like, bitch, we're in a tsunami. We gotta go. We, I don't have time for this bullshit. Uh, but no, sure enough, Ponyo shows up, uh, first as like chicken Ponyo is how I'm going to describe it. Uh, and it's like, oh, Ponyo, are you okay? And she's like, oh my God, Sosuke. And then she turns into a regular girl again and she hugs Sosuke and they're together. How, how fucking cute. Um, they go home. Lisa doesn't give a shit. Uh, she's like, sure. Why not? Uh, make some food for them. Uh, tries to draft Ponyo, but. But as we're told, Panya was a fish. Water doesn't make her wet, which I don't think that's how fish work. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I find every time I've gone fishing, I I, I reel the, them suckers in. And I pick them up, dry as a bone. It's very strange. It's astonishing. Like, it's almost like sandpaper. It's weird. It, you, I, wouldn't, you wouldn't imagine that fish are just hydrophobic. But yes, indeed, that's what they are. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, no, you, you drop a fish and it just sinks straight to the bottom. Water just kind of avoids. <laughs> It. It's very, it's, it's very surreal. Yeah, fish, man, they're weird. Um, also, we're shown that Panyo's feet are like hands, so she's got like genuine monkey feet, which is weird. Um, and hey, don't don't disparage <laughs> that. That's our that's our history right there, my man. I, I guess evolution. <laughs> I, if anything, it's unfortunate that we don't have the use of uh, fancy hand feet these days. <laughs> it's it just it's just pretty weird. Um, at one point, at one point, Lisa is like asking Panyo about like her family right mm -hmm. and here's here's not exactly verbatim but nearly verbatim of what Ponyo tells this adult about her parents uh daddy keeps me as a prisoner and mommy is really scary um <laughs> now you would think if you are if you are an adult and you are hearing a child the same age as your child say that you would show 
concerned. You'd be a little worried, right? Oh, what, 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 what do you mean? He's hold, keeps you prisoner, and like your mommy's really scared. What, what, what do, what do you? What, are you okay? No, Lisa's like, huh? All right. She doesn't even like. There's no follow up question. There's hardly even uh, an acknowledgement of it. What the fuck, Lisa? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Uh, she's just treating everybody equally, Rem. That's all. It's so fucking weird. Uh, Mom decides she sees a light on the other side of the island, and that makes her think, all right, well, I need to go to the senior center. So she goes to the senior center, which doesn't really, I don't know, man. It seemed, it seemed like the water had already flooded the roads, but sure, why not? Apparently, she can go to the senior center. Uh, it's a coastal town. It, it, it's windy. <laughs> It's windy, it's he says. Uh, yeah, everyone knows. It's fine if it's flooding as long as it's windy. Uh, <laughs> I mean, look at Venice. That shit's windy, and it's fine. <laughs> Water just kind of goes on through. It's fine. So, so uh, the kids, they go to sleep. They wake up. Uh, the mom isn't back yet, but... Everything is flooded right up to to their door. And it should be noted that they're like one of the highest places on, on the entire island. So the entire island's fucked. Everything is utterly fucked. The stores, the houses, uh, you're all fucked. There's almost certainly been lives lost in all of this. Oh, don't be ridiculous, Remington. This is a Ghibli film. <laughs> Everyone's fucked. Uh, so they're like, all right, so what wh wh what do you do now? Uh, well, just have Ponyo enlarge a toy boat and they'll sail away in search of their mom, I guess. Okay, sure. All right, it's, oh, yeah. it's a five-year-old's plan, so it's fine. At this point, there's also, there's fish from the Devonian era, just ancient dinosaur fish, basically, that are now alive. Why? Sure. <laughs> don't. Hey, man. Hey, ocean's pretty big, yo. There could be those fish in there. We don't know. Why would they suddenly come to the surface? Like, and I'm not even talking oh. about like, oh, wow, they're higher than normal. No, they're like 10 feet down. Hey, man. Hey, sometimes it's a vacation spot, right? You gotta you gotta let your flippers loose every once in a while, you know? You know, it's hard to it's hard to be a fish from like the Mesozoic era. You gotta you gotta let your hair down a bit and you know, just have a good time. It's, it's visit a coastal town. <laughs> it's windy. Uh it's very windy. <laughs> so while they're on the boat, they meet characters who it's like it feels like they're family friends or something. We've never seen them, but they know Sosuke. Uh and they're just going as if they, it was a Venice canal they're just chilling on a boat going past right and see it's windy i told you <laughs> so sasuke and Padio, they visit right um th this couple on this boat has the grumpiest baby i've ever seen it is <laughs> they have a baby that just hates everything like it, it starts crying in a bit but even before it starts crying it hates the world it doesn't want to be anywhere uh it would rather grumpier, everyone die is it grumpier than the giant baby from spirited away <laughs> oh fuck um yes yes controversial okay. i'm gonna say yes it is a grumpier baby uh wow. that's my hot take for this entire show uh communist fish has a grumpier baby than spirited away uh <laughs> oh god what's happening so stupid <laughs> So, uh, fortunately, a bunch of the town have reconvened on boats 
and they are going to a hotel, all of them, and they're like, hey, we're going this way, so follow us. And then Ponyo and Sosuke are like, oh no, we're gonna go search for my mom. And then these authoritative figures guiding the entire town to the hotel to be safe are like, all right, five-year-olds, you go sail away in into these these waters and and find your mom. Hope she's not dead. Uh, and that's... <laughs> That's, what is up with all of the adults here? What world is this? What's happening? Where is your sense of childlike whimsy, Remington? No, I got- Haven't you, don't- I'm, I'm not blaming Sosuke and Ponyo for their whimsy. I am blaming the adults for their irresponsibility, all right? If my child is, is here having uh, elaborate fantasies about building a cardboard castle in the basement, all right, cool. I'm gonna foster that whimsy. But as soon as they start boiling water for their lava moat and start pouring it all over, no. Yeah, I'm gonna put a stop to that right quick, I think. <laughs> but it's fine, because the water in this is actually pretty cold. <laughs> the, the, I'll be honest, Sean, the temperature of the water was not the primary message there. <laughs> Are you sure? Oh. oh, I get it. It's because cardboard and water don't mix too well. That You know what? That's very fair. You'll, then mold will start to grow. I, I can understand the problem. Yep, yep. That, 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 that was the only problem, Sean. The moldy cardboard was the only problem problem that I had with that. Uh, Ponyo, she's pretty tired at this point after doing a lot of magic, so she starts falling asleep in the forest. Uh, fortunately, as she's falling asleep, it's right next to, uh, some uncovered road. Finally, some, some land is there. And what do you know? On that road, Lisa's car, right? So they get there. Uh, Ponyo sort of falls asleep on the land and is half awake, half asleep. Uh, so okay. she's had a busy day. She has, she has. It, it's reasonable. Uh, so they, they go and Sosuke checks the car. Lisa's nowhere to be found. Don't, I don't really know why the car was abandoned. I don't think they address it. I don't think they acknowledge. Essentially, all of the supplies that Lisa took for the senior center are still there. So I'm really confused. That's not addressed. It's just there. Eh, maybe she wanted to go for a walk. It is a lovely day after all. <laughs> like, oh God, I'm real worried about the senior center, but it is absolutely lovely right now. Uh, hey man, you're the one who says rain is the best. So. I, it is, it is. But if I'm trying to save some grandmas, I can enjoy the rain on my way. I don't need to take some <laughs> me time. All right. Uh, so uh, fortunately we, we get shown the, the, the grannies, right? The grannies, they're underwater but they're in a big old underwater air bubble that's been magically created by the ocean goddess and the ocean goddess has shown up has is talking to lisa right now who's with the grannies who also have been healed and can now they're all uh very spry all of them were in wheelchairs now all of them can walk uh they're, they're super energetic um it, it's being explained to us that, okay, well, the only way to fix things, I'm not sure exactly what's broken. Tsunami, maybe? I don't really know. The only way to fix things is if, is if Sosuke, the five-year-old, is, it really loves Ponyo, and they describe it as a sacred love trial, which is fucking weird, and I'm, I'm losing grasp of what the fuck is going on. And Fuji, at this point, who so far has been the villain, right? He's been he's been the bad guy through the 
entire movie. Now he's just like, yeah, everything's fine now. I'm with you. Because he, he chatted. A bad, he's not a bad guy, Remington. He just is a concerned parent and is he, very worried for the sake of his daughters. He wanted to go full team Aqua, flood the earth, and end mankind. And in, te- in Pokemon, <laughs> the third generation of Pokemon, uh, he Archie realized that, hey, wait a minute, this isn't so great. So oh, really, God. if you think about it, there's some good allegories there. Also, I think this movie and that game came out about the exact same time if I remember correctly. Or, you know, actually, Gen 3 was a bit earlier, wasn't it? Wasn't it like 20, 2004, 2005? Uh, it might have been, Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Ponyo plagiarizing Pokemon. Uh, so. Well, let's be fair. It's very successful. I don't blame it in the slightest. So I, I don't really understand why a sacred love trial is is necessary. Also, apparently, they're like, so wait, let me, let me explain. So they go, and as... Sosuke and Ponyo, they go through a tunnel. After the tunnel, uh, Ponyo turns into a fish again. And then they meet the grouchy grandma who refused to go into the underwater bubble because she didn't think it was safe. And Fuji shows up. Well, grouchy grandma is like, oh yeah, this guy showed up. I don't trust him. And then Fuji shows up, the aforementioned guy Granny doesn't trust. And he's like, listen here, Sosuke, you've got to save the world. If you don't come with me, then the moon is going to crash into the earth now. (laughs) And we see the moon and the moon is really big. What? No, I want to say, I want to say, some of you may be thinking, uh, surely there was some like mentions of the moon before. I guess it was shown once and it looked big, but that looked like an artistic decision. So I didn't put too much stock into it then. But no, I, other than that one shot, I, I'm pretty sure this is the only mention of the moon is going to crash into the earth. Well, Remington, <laughs> if you think about it. So the tides, right, are yeah. controlled very heavily by the gravitational pull of the moon. So in theory... But how if, the fuck did the moon, the moon get, get closer, so close? How is the moon getting closer? And how will the sacred love trial between five-year-olds fix this? Look, it's 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 about the magic, right? You know, <laughs> you gotta have a balance between nature and humanity is the idea. You have to have the balance between uh, the f- ocean and the uh, man folk, and that balance is uh, what will give, uh, you know, Grandma Mare, uh, you know, fish goddess, uh, the opportunity to, the power, rather, to bring things back into balance, you know, rescind the waters, send the moon back into the sky, and thankfully, at least this moon doesn't have a scariest fucking face. Thanks, Zelda. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, I appreciate that. Yeah, so continue on with the Majora's Mask situation. Uh, Sosuke is like reluctant. He he runs. He, he runs. Granny catches him and gets a face full of Ponyo. Um, but then fuck y'all. The water beast from earlier just consumes them and brings them down. And, and so it takes them down. Fuji follows them. They're on their way down. They they get down there with everyone else. They're told what's up. Uh, now we've been told about the sacred love trial. Are, are you ready for the sacred love trial, Sean? Uh, is it appropriate for our podcast audience, Remington? Uh, I think so. I think so. Here it is. Uh, it, it's okay. a questionnaire. Um, yes. Yes. That here's here's the questions. All right, I'm uh, ready. And these uh, are for these a lot are of quizzes lately. Yeah. I, I can prepare. <laughs> these are for Sosuke, right? So just just imagine. Yep. All right, so question one. So you know Ponyo okay. is a fish, right? Yes. All right, perfect. Yes, yes, All right, awesome. All right, th- that checks out. It was in the trailer. Uh, the trailer. so 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 you love Ponyo, right? Yeah, pretty well. I, I think that's fine. Cool, cool. Yeah, Ponyo's pretty uh, good. And I just love, to I clarify, love. you love Ponyo even though you know that she is a fish, right? That does make things difficult. But I've seen <laughs> the shape of water. Oh no. Oh, so 
no, no, no. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that is the entire sacred love trial. It's literally just like, hey, so she's a fish. Do you still love her? And Sosuke's like, yeah. And they're like, the world is saved. <laughs> <laughs> that's all. Well, that's it. That's, that's how uh, we've done it. Okay, to be fair, uh, to be fair, uh, Remington, the, uh, the idea is that not only does Sosuke have to love her no matter what, the, where she came from, and who, just love her as, for who she is, uh, Ponyo also has to be willing to give up, uh, her humanity as a whole as well, just to prove, you know, it, it goes both ways, Ponyo has to like Sosuke, Sosuke has to like Ponyo, there has to be, uh, it's a mutual thing, you know, uh, a bond between the species, as it were. But, like, as a storyteller, device ponyo only cares about being human so that's all she she just wants to be human she's willing to sacrifice her magic to do that right uh meanwhile she also likes sosuke well yeah and obviously she does because human and everything but then sosuke like it, it might have felt more dramatic if like he had been tainted by the world he's literally five if you go to a five-year-old and you're like hey do you love this stuffed animal even though it's a stuffed animal they don't give a shit they're gonna be like fuck yeah i love this thing more than half the people i actually know that's how five-year-olds work it, it's not like oh man he he's really overcoming these personal trials or like oh wow this really speaks to humanity it's like no he's just five it doesn't mean much at all and so so that, to be to that, be fair and five in anime land is more like eight <laughs> So, so that, that's Ponyo. That is the whole fucking thing. And I have a few thoughts. First of all, there were moments of some really beautiful imagery. No surprise. It's a big gib. In big gib, you get big good imagery. Am I right? You get some nice imagery. There's some pretty pictures in there. Real, other than uncanny half-human Ponyo, which is an abomination upon man and God. Other than that, really beautiful moments. Um, it also, I think, does a nice job of, like, capturing some, some child-like whimsy, right? That definitely pervades the entire show. Uh, now we need to address the not-so-good, Sean. Mmm. Uh... How many people are you about to make angry? I can't wait. <laughs> it, I mean, to reiterate what I've said about other Big Gib productions, uh, this movie has a lot of plot. It has no idea what the fuck is going on with its plot. It it has three different plots that it just... It, it's not that it goes between them. It's not that it does all of them. It's just that in each third of the movie, it's about a different plot. But like in part one of the movie, you start a plot, but you don't end a plot. Then you, you get the middle of a different plot but neither the beginning or end of that plot. And then finally, you end a plot that didn't even have a beginning other than, oh God, the moon is coming for us. So it's very disjointed plot-wise, but also very plot-heavy, which ain't great. Big Gib, not really good on the plot. But what, what I've said I've liked about uh, Ghibli Productions is that you get humanity, you get really interesting characters, and some nice imagery. We got some a bit of humanity with the childlike whimsy. We got some nice imagery, right? The Characters, however, big letdown. God-awful characters. Uh, Sosuke and Ponyo, they're fun and silly children. That's nice. Lisa has okay moments, but is not a super consistent character, but none of them are consistent characters. Fuji is an interesting guy, but he has no clear 
motivations. None of them have clear motivations. There's no clear, well-defined motivations for anything other than Panyo wants to become a person and Sosuke wants Panyo and everyone else has no fucking clue what they want at any given point. They will do a 180 for no reason. It, we, it, was, it was a bit of a dumpster fire, Sean. It, it, it was so erratic and confused. And out of the Ghibli movies we've seen, I think has the worst characters because they lacked flavor and humanity. It was just, here's two interesting children. Fuck everyone else, basically. It, oh, God. Ooh. It was rough. It oh, was rough. Man. Well, I, this is gonna, this, this might not do so well for you. Ram then uh because are you curious as to what the mouse score is on this film oh god it's a ghibli so like 7.8 or some shit not too far off it's 7.89 yep yep there we are uh yeah way too yep. high way uh, too high wait, but since uh i don't want to uh you know uh this was a film that was released very popularly in uh, uh in the states as well uh, i will also give you a couple other uh, ratings so rotten tomatoes uh the critic rating for this is 92 percent oh god uh the audience score is 83 Y'all, y'all are being seduced by by the mystical veneer of Big Gib himself. All right, you're not. <laughs> IMDb, IMDb is the most critical with a 7.7. Oh god. Uh, <laughs> oh god. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Ponyo. So ri- yep. Pan Ponyo. I don't think it knows what it is because it feels like story structure wise, it, it's like a, a story for like a, a five year old, right? It feels like that's what it's for. But at the same time, if I was a child. I wouldn't have enjoyed watching this show. I wouldn't have appreciated the beauty. I wouldn't have been able to figure out what the fuck is going on. I would have been lost real quick as a child. And there are just some weird uncanny moments where I'd be like, nah, I don't like that. So I would have stopped watching. So I don't know what the primary audience is. I don't know what this movie was trying to do. It felt like this movie didn't know what it was trying to do. Don't get me wrong. Other Ghibli productions, they've they've also been mixed. Like I, I think Spirited Away... Uh, uh, before this, I, I addressed it felt like confused at times, but it was far more coherent than Ponyo. Ponyo, oh man, it's... I, I, it has merit, right? All, all big Gib productions do. It has some merit, but I think it's the worst Ghibli we've seen so far. And it, it's, I think the first Ghibli that I'm going to give a, like, just a bona fide thumbs down to. Is it the worst thing I've ever seen? God, no. Of course not. I had some enjoyment while watching, but I also don't think it's that good. If, if you're, if you're super into Ghibli, you'll find some merit in it. Some of the visuals are really fun and, and really interesting and beautiful beyond that uh. oh goodness uh here's another little fact for you just to seal the deal uh so in 2008 uh it was also the biggest earning film uh for for japan uh earning about uh 15.50 uh billion yen uh so about 172 million in american uh so all in all very very successful film i would say uh <laughs> unfortunately uh i'll be honest Rem, you have the most extreme opinion on ponyo because 90 percent of the people i've talked to have been like you know what ponyo 
it's okay. Or, you know, or they're like, you know what? I really like Ponyo because of how adorable and pretty it is. Uh, but I, there are no people out there, as far as I'm aware, saying that this is one of the greatest Ghibli films out there. And there's definitely a lot of people that are like, oh, no, it wasn't horrible. I like it. But, like, you know, it just wasn't my favorite. You by far have the most uh, angry opinion about Ponyo, which is very interesting <laughs> to me. Rachel. Well, I don't want to present Congratulations. It. I don't want to present things as like, oh, God, this is the worst thing ever. It's... It has merit. It has value. Uh, I even enjoyed a lot of it. It just wasn't that great, holistically speaking, and is the worst Ghibli you've shown me thus far. So where where I think Spirited Away, it was like on the cusp, right? It was it was completely middle, neither positive nor negative. The other uh, Ghiblis you've shown me, they've all ended up positive. Uh, but this one, no, it's the first one to get a slight negative review. Uh, it's not a terrible review, but figuring out what side it leans on it's not a good one. Oh dear well i can't wait for the emails we get about this one because i I'm, i know the fact that i said that most people are very middle of the road about this film i'm we're gonna get the ponyo stands out in the out in the fields here they're gonna be like excuse you ponyo is a masterpiece and i know you probably don't sound like that the best things about ponyo like are the ham and communism oh jesus <laughs> And I don't think we can top that. So without further ado, Rem, any chance you'd like to go and see Ponyo with me at some chance? Uh, probably not, Sean. Well, let's get ready for those emails then. Thank you all so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. If you'd like to support the show, I have a couple ways you can do it for us. Uh, you can leave a review on whatever platform you listen on, whether that be Apple Podcasts, especially Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, or giving us a word of mouth recommendation is also a huge help. However, if you would like to give us even more direct support, uh, including gaining access to all kinds of lovely bonus content, then you can uh, join our Patreon, patreon.com slash animeoutofcontext, where you can gain access to all kinds of lovely bonus content, including the opportunity to have Rem horribly mispronounce your name live on the podcast. So, Rem, who are we thanking this week? Well, of course, I would like to send my regards to our bland bitch protagonists, as well as our magical girls, who we really appreciate. But then we have to move on to our yandere waifu. Uh, who who always uh, a glistening blade in one hand and a heart full of love with the other. Where'd they get the heart? Who knows? Don't question it. Uh, on that list, we have Sarah Birch, Kazu Morocco, Anonymous Let's Talk About Handshakers Gamer, Jojo Zodiac, Yuliana, Salty Pretzel, Glenn Michael Dolan, Ross Palmer, Jacob Livingston, H. Wood, Giggly Wiggly Jiggly Ghibli. Uh, fitting. Uh, Farmer November 17th yes. is soon, weeb. Uh, it is. We're not prepared. Alexander Nasi and Sen Rem Hub, Andrew Rowicky, NVIDIA RTX 3080 <laughs> graphics card sold out instantly and now I am sad. Matthew B, Devin McCutcheon, Sage Schiffner, Reverse Kizmo Kizmo, Yummy Bulgy Wolgy, mmm, hate that. Peter Vlasity, mm. Ready to be Isekai'd, Kenneth Reed, Remington Merrill, Visual Bin, Hunter Davies, Alex from Australia, Apostle of the Church of Remington, Alston Limerick, I like AOT for the Etchy, Snap Snips, Ichigo 015 Simp, Bad Bunny, and last but not least, we have Placenta Shredder 4000. Jesus Christ. What uh, the fuck, guys? Are you okay? Y'all are degenerate. Y'all are degenerate yeah, as fuck. Like, I know we have an explicit tag, but come on, guys. <laughs> they, they they love to torture us. Uh, but moving on, the next tier, we're moving across the pond. We're going to Hogwarts uh, for the boy wizard tier. 
All right, all right. You know what? I'm, I'm going to trust Sean with it. Sean, uh, for our boy wizards, yep. I want everyone to get like a kind of wizard, right? So it, it can be uh, uh, a you, specialization. You say, as it yeah, you, you could say like, oh, they're a healer. or Oh, they do, they're a fire wizard or something weirder. I don't care. It's up to you to, to figure it out. Uh, first, Eternitarian. What kind of wizard is Eternitarian, Sean? Oh, Eternitarian. They've got to be a Chronomancer, that being a time Ooh. wizard. All right. You know what? That makes a lot of sense. That's that makes a lot of sense. Uh, all right. Uh, Delina Perez, we, we thank you, but what kind of wizard is Delina? Ooh, I feel like Delina would be a pyromancer, that being a fire-based wizard. Ooh, burn, baby, burn. All right, uh, Miguel Delion. Miguel Delion, I got a good feeling about what kind of wizard you are, Sean. What is it? Uh, honestly, I feel like uh, I feel like Miguel would be one of the coolest necromancers out there. Oh, uh, shit. <laughs> bringing up the dead. You know, the kind the kind of, yeah, you know, he, he makes skeletons dance. It's very good. It's very cute. All right, then we have Pilgrim. Pilkster, the Symphogear Advocate. Uh, what, what, what do you got for, for him, Sean? Oof, I feel like you're probably, uh, you know, it sounds like a mage that would specialize in illusion magic. All right, and then we got Rare, I'm gonna soup Hibike Euphonium until it's reviewed Kumiko. Uh, so th oh. they're, they're busy, they're busy simping. Uh, what, what kind of wizard do, th do they get? Well, I mean... <laughs> There's only one option, right? I mean, there's only one option. Like, it's got to be, like, uh, Wizard of the School of Enchantment. And uh, when I say enchantment, I mean charms as in, like, hey, how you doing? Uh, magical love simping is what we're going to give you. So you're, <laughs> so you're an enchantment specialist. Simping. Perfect. There you All go. Right. Congratulations. Uh, what about Killer Queen Requiem? Uh, see, now that's an evocation specialist. Ha absolutely. So things like, you know, general, like, general destruction magic, uh, especially explosion magic. Magic. That oh, sounds yeah. appropriate. Just murking shit uh, and apps putting the killer in Killer Queen Requiem. All right, then we have Enrique Perez Torres. Uh, what, what do you got for Enrique? You know, I I, I happen to know. Um, this obviously 100% planned in advance, as uh, as we always do, because we're so well organized. And and Enrique, I, I hate to say it, this is my least favorite school of magic. I don't like it. Mm. You know, it, it says a lot about you, Remington, that this would be your least favorite school. <laughs> uh, because I feel like Enrique is a conjurer, which is you know creating things uh, from nothing and taking things uh, from the ethereal plane, summoning creatures, you know, the kind of thing that makes DMs super angry when you do it and don't have <laughs> things prepared. See? Every time you cast fucking find familiar or creatures without actually knowing what kind of creatures you want to summon is very frustrating. Yes, I know the book says you can, uh, I don't know, tell your DM and they'll have it. And yes, I do have that information, but it would make me a little happier if you had some idea of what you actually wanted to summon before you cast the goddamn spell. God damn it, it makes me upset. Anyway... <laughs> Uh, uh, perfect. Yeah. So contrarian, man. Congratulations. Good work, <laughs> And last but not least, we have Matthew Robinson. All right, Matthew Robinson, you're getting the the last school of magic, Sean. What 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 do you have for him? Oh, uh, man. I feel like Matthew Robinson. After seeing all the conflict that I sent your uh, sent their way, I feel like you've got to be a. You know what? You're you're a a war wizard. You specialize in combat magic. So congratulations. It's a it's a very versatile school. Good for combat. Just don't get don't get too in over your head, or else you will get splattened. Uh, because wizards are notoriously squishy. Hell yeah! And finally, we get to the top tier. Going to the White House, the Chefanomusco tier. Uh, and on this Korean House Chefanomusco tier, uh, because be in honor of of the communist fish, uh, y'all are getting Finding Nemo characters. Uh, but okay. 
good. Uh, I, I'm not going to mention this every time, but but they are uh, each each and every one of them has strong political leanings. Uh, oh, oh, good. Oh, good. <laughs> so I, I'm glad that I'm glad that the ocean is a <laughs> a hot spot for political debate. <laughs> It's, 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 you know, hey, every fish is actually uh, a, a political extremist. All right, on this on this list of the Chef Nomuscos, we start with Omoto Ahigao Uwu, Waluigi for life, Owo. Uh, and you know what, uh, Omoto Ahigao, you, you're, you're getting, you're getting... <laughs> <laughs> How can I? You're you're getting squirt, uh, squirt the the little little turtle that could. Uh, fun fact uh about squirt, he is uh he's an anarcho-capitalist. So uh that that that's squirt's oh, wow. political leanings. Um, then we. I mean, I I was not expecting it to be that righteous, dude. <laughs> Uh, we have still eagerly awaiting religion out of context. Uh, I, I'll be honest. I would love to do that podcast. I I'm not sure if there's a market for it, but I would love that. Um, but you know what? You you're getting uh you're getting Bruce, big old shark Bruce. Uh, very fittingly. Uh, he he's a theocratic fascist. So uh oh wow. So there I know he he's uh. Then we have the Almighty Sinner. Uh, the Almighty Sinner. You are you're getting uh you're getting Dory. You get Dory. Uh, and uh Dory. <laughs> is uh doesn't vote pure centrist <laughs> pure centrist uh like enlightened centrist all sides are the same that's where dory's at uh then zachary shirley zachary shirley has a football team made out of golden retriever puppies it's not in the rule book that i can't you and your entire team of golden retriever puppies uh you get uh mr ray mr ray and mr ray is uh a hyper nationalist Hyper-nationalist Mr. Ray. Uh, wow. I know. I, then, I didn't realize teachers were allowed to have that kind of opinion. <laughs> uh, I, they, they say that it's like liberal indoctrination. Oh, no, not for Mr. Ray. Complete opposite. Uh, then we have touchy diplomat. Uh, Lowercase touchy diplomat. I have to make this distinction, apparently. Uh, touchy diplomat. You, you get Darla. You get Darla, uh, the the brace faced little girl. The brace faced little girl. Uh, oh, oh, wow. Oh, wow. That's that's harsh. I was expecting a fish, not like you know. No, uh, uh Darla is the fish murderer. Darla is anarcho syndicalist, so that that's her political leanings. Um, uh, very very libertarian, also very, uh, pretty pretty left. Uh, then we have silicone. I, I feel bad Spectre. for the people who are googling this. I'm like. Oh <laughs> It's it, it's an interesting time. Uh, so then we'll let's we, we for uh, Silicon Spectre, Silicon Spectre. Uh, you you get Marlin, you get Marlin. All right, you get you get the, the wow. The, um and Marlin, uh, he is Marxist Leninist. So uh, he's a oh, he's Jesus. he's a total tanky. If you bring up Mao, he will not acknowledge that Mao has ever done anything wrong. Uh, do not get stuck in a political conversation with that guy. And last. Oh dear God. <laughs> last. Last but not least, we have Touchy Diplomat. Touchy Diplomat, uh, you, you might think that you're gonna get Nemo. I got bad news, you're not getting Nemo. Uh, very sad. Uh, Nemo is, isn't, uh, that, that extreme in, uh, in his ideologies. You know who is fucking extreme? Uh, Bubbles. Bubbles? Oh my god. <laughs> Bubbles is some of the most extreme. Uh, he, he doesn't seem like it. Seems, seems, uh, a little bit, like, distracted and unfocused sometimes. Oh no. Uh, 
Oh no, they they've been writing uh, a manifesto. Uh, th their manifesto. Uh, you know what? They they're they're straight up feudalists. They want us to go back to feudal oh, times. Jesus. Uh, Jesus he Christ. thinks he thinks capitalism never should have overthrown feudalism in the first place. Um, if anything, he thinks like feudalist and then maybe even royalist a step after. Uh, that that's that's where bubbles is going. So. <laughs> I mean, he does care about that chest of bubbles quite a bit. See, uh, see. Uh, so, wow. so there you go. There are our, all of your fish political ideologues. I, I hope you are all happy. I don't know if I am. <laughs> <laughs> If you'd like, I feel like we're going to get some emails about this one. Go for it. If you'd like to contact us directly to send those emails, whether it be for a comment, question, feedback, or recommendation, you can either tweet us at AnimeConPod on Twitter or send an email over onto AnimeOutOfContext at gmail.com. Once again, guys, thank you all so much for tuning in. Please, guys, do what you can for the important thing, you know, voting. That's important. Yeah, guys, please, don't forget to love each other, vote, and as always, don't fuck your sister. But as far as climaxes go, uh, naked old people is about as far away from a climax as I can expect to get. But yeah, so looks like we're we're unfortunately still in the minority there, Rem. It's ridiculous. <laughs>